You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome back to Man Coverage. I am your host, Mike Payton. This is our third show. Very excited about our, our uh, next guest. We have an award winner here, a big time award winner. The Emmys were last night, and we have an Emmy Award winner on our show. We've got Tori Petri, the multimedia journalist from the Detroit Lions, with us today. Thanks for joining us, Tori. Wow, that intro. I loved it. Thank you so much. I appreciate you having me. Yes, I'm going to go ahead and write that down. Good intro way to go mike uh that was pretty solid by me i think <laughs> I agree. Uh, so what was it like winning an emmy it was pretty cool i mean obviously things look different this year usually it's this big fancy ceremony downtown and you get dressed up and you wear a gown and you know it's such a huge celebration um, and then you give a, a speech on stage if you win. And this year it was all virtual because it's 2020. And uh, I was just in my living room making dinner, uh, going to celebrate at home, just watch the, the Emmys and everything. Wasn't really expecting anything. And <laughs> boom, my category comes up and uh, I ended up being selected for the sports reporter talent category. And it was such an honor. So cool. Um, it, I didn't even mind that it was a, different year and that it was virtual. It was just an honor winning the Emmy. Yeah, that's awesome. Do you have it promptly displayed somewhere? Or I do. It- I don't know if you can see it over my shoulder in this. Uh, I mean, obviously, you guys are listening on the podcast, but we're on video and it's right there in the corner. So, yes, oh, yeah, exactly. there it is. Yeah. <laughs> just an Emmy, just sitting over there. No big deal. <laughs> just right there on the on the coffee table, whatever. <laughs> that's yeah. awesome yeah. Congratulations. Just a little bit thank you thank you <laughs> all right so uh, I know that you are a, a busy woman so we've got uh, we're gonna jump right into it here and I, I kind of want to start at the beginning I like to start at the beginning with all the guests and I, I want to go back to um, and I hope I'm saying this right Ocala Florida is that right oh, did I say that right claps for that I am impressed okay yes you said it right all right, write that down in my notes. Said Ocala. Right? <laughs> uh, um, so, uh, tell me about that. I mean, was uh, you know, sports a big part of your upbringing in Ocala, and um, what was it like living there? So, Ocala, for those who don't know and didn't know that it was pronounced Ocala, it's a smallish city about uh, an hour and a half north of Orlando. It's south of Gainesville. So it's right in between those two cities. I went to school at the University of Florida. 
about 45 minutes north of where I grew up. And, uh, you know, I, I grew up in a family whose family vacations were centered around going to MLB ballparks. Our goal was to check off every ballpark on the list. Haven't quite gotten there yet, but that's what we did as a family for family vacations. And, I was super involved in sports myself. My sport was swimming, which is not anything close to the sport that I cover now, but I was super competitive. I was very involved in it growing up, loved swimming. I was one of those kids that practiced three hours before school, three hours after school on the club team all year round. Um, I didn't end up swimming in college because by that point I already knew what I wanted to do. I knew I wanted to be a sports broadcaster and I wanted to spend my time in college doing that rather than being a college athlete, because I know that's a huge time commitment. Uh, but I, I loved swimming. I absolutely loved it and it helped me grow my love for sports and how I got involved in broadcasting was my high school Vanguard high school in uh, Ocala. They had a TV productions class and I got accidentally placed in the elective. I didn't even ask for the elective. I didn't request it. I was accidentally placed in it and just ended up falling in love with it. I won a student Emmy with a group that I was with in high school for a project that we did. And after that, I was hooked. I was absolutely hooked and knew that I wanted to go into broadcasting. So I applied to colleges based on their broadcasting programs and ended up going to the University of Florida. So you said that, you know, early on broadcasting was something that you wanted to do. Is there any early inspiration, maybe somebody on TV or somebody, uh, you know, a national, local, whatever it may be that that kind of made you want to like, hey, I want to be like that. I want to do that. You know, I, I can't think of one growing up before I actually tried this TV productions class that I ended up falling in love with. I didn't really have a, Oh, I want to be like that. But I will say that my grandmother from the time I was a kid told me that I was going to be the next Diane Sawyer, which is crazy. Obviously I'm not in hard news uh, like she is, but it's just funny just from me being a child. She was like, you're going to be the next Diane Sawyer. And then, I go to high school, get in this TV productions class. I'm like, oh, I actually like this TV thing. Uh, And so, you know, we had career day in in high school during homecoming week. You dress up and everything. And I think I dressed up as Hannah Storm one year. So (laughs) things like that. But obviously, Erin Andrews went to my alma mater, University of Florida. So she was someone uh, that I loved and and watched as I went through college and and kind of pursued this career. So there's many that I followed along the way, but it wasn't something that I really had my eyes on as a child. Was was like uh, hard news something that you uh, ever considered, or was it always sports? I tried it out. It was not for me. It was not. Okay. <laughs> when I went to college, I knew I wanted to do broadcasting, and I knew I had an interest in sports. But I was just trying to keep an open mind, and the track of classes that I took required me to do some hard news, and. It just was not what I was passionate about. I did not love how depressing it was. I didn't love the viciousness of politics and all that kind of stuff. I was like, you know what? Sports, those are inspiring. Those bring people together. I love it. That's the route I'm going. Yeah, yeah. I I would totally make that decision as well. Politics <laughs> and all that stuff right now, man. That's, wow. That's a quite a job at the moment. I wouldn't want to do it. All right. Uh, so you went to Florida. Were you, uh, you know, I don't know how old you are, Tori. Were you there during the Tebow days or the, 
I just missed the Tebow days. So I was there. I was there for one year of Urban Meyer. That was my freshman year. And then, of course, Urban Meyer left. And uh, Florida fans feel a little betrayed by that, but it's fine. It's fine. Um, And then we had Will Muschamp. So we were not good in football when I was at the University of Florida. But I did grow up rooting for the Gators and got to see the Tebow years as a fan, uh, you know, in high school. But unfortunately, when I was in college, football team wasn't too good. So at Florida, did you, did you get a chance to cover the Gators football or or any other sports? I did. So when I first started off, I had to work my way up to covering football because obviously everybody wants to cover football, right? That's the most coveted beat. It's an SEC football school. So that's what everybody wanted to do. So you had to kind of prove yourself before you could earn that. And so I covered so many other sports. I covered gymnastics, uh, swim and dive, softball, baseball. I did a little bit of everything before I finally ended up getting the football beat my senior year, which meant that every football game, I was on the sidelines with camera on my shoulder, shooting highlights of the game. So that was my role for the TV station that was on campus. So I did get to cover the Gators my senior year, which was a blast, even though, like I said, it wasn't the peak of their uh, football performance, but it was still so much fun. So how, how does Detroit come up? I mean, that's quite a, that's quite a world away. Um, when, when did you, uh, when did you think, or when did Detroit become a possibility for you? Well, I graduated and was kind of looking for jobs. I knew that I wanted to go into sports and I knew I wasn't just going to take any, any job. I knew kind of what I was looking for. And I, at the time I was still living in Ocala after graduation, I was working for my dad to kind of pay the bills. I was working for a local sports radio station to get my sports fix and, and still stay in sports and keep that updated on my resume. And then I was working for a local lifestyle TV station. And it was basically one of those, you know, lifestyle magazines where it's people, places, events, but it was a TV show version of that. And I was hosting that. So I got my on-camera stuff from that. So I was doing so many different things to kind of keep my feet wet, keep my resume updated and apply for jobs and, it was felt like a desert. There was nothing there for a little while. And then finally, I was getting a pedicure and scrolling through job applications online, came across the Lions posting and applied for it on my lunch break for work that day. And it all just ended up working out. I had no connections to Michigan whatsoever. It just ended up, uh, you know, I just ended up being the one selected for the job. And I'm so glad that I was. Yeah, that's that's quite a transition, though. I mean, like to go from I I don't know Ocala, but I would imagine it's kind of a smaller area and it's hot. It's always nice in Florida to, you know, blustery Detroit. That's big city, always snowing (laughs) or or you never know what the weather's going to be that morning. Uh, I mean, what was that transition like? Uh, Obviously, you were you know, you came by yourself as well. So, I mean, you're all alone, big city. What was that like? Yeah, I didn't even think twice about it when I accepted the job. I was not even worried about how far I'd be from family or what it would be like to move someplace new. I just knew what I wanted to do in my career, and I knew this was an opportunity to do it. So I said yes in a heartbeat and made the jump, made the move. didn't bother me whatsoever. I I was ready to do it. Uh, But once I got here and kind of started to settle in, 
oh my goodness, I'm so far away from my family. I don't know anyone here. I literally moved to Michigan knowing zero human beings whatsoever. And so it was a total restart for me. So it there were times where it was shaky and, and a little bit hard, but you know, it just came down to being able to find a community of people here that I became really close with and, you know, adjusting to the weather. (laughs) But that first winter, you know, you're just, you're working so much because it's football season. So you don't really have too much time to, to think about it. Um, You know, but then after that first football season ended, that's when I really kind of started to settle in and make Detroit home because those first six months were just thrown into the fire. I came in training camp had already even started when I came in. So it was just craziness trying to get our footing and figure out, uh, you know, what my role would look like, but it was a blast. Yeah, I just, you know, I think about my my sister, uh, she lives in um, Jacksonville, the Jacksonville area, and she, uh, uh, the first time she came to Michigan, she saw snow for the first time, and she was just... out by it you know it was something it, it oh, yeah, seems so normal to us but. that was me the first year that i was here uh if you follow me on twitter at all during christmas time then you know that i have an obsession with mariah carey christmas and okay. the first time that i saw snow in michigan my first year here it was september and i was like well there's snow so that means i can play mariah carey right so i was blasting mariah carey christmas from September until Christmas time because it was just so foreign to me. It was like, wow, it's cold already. I should be listening to Christmas music. So you've been here six seasons. You're probably all settled in now, right? Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm used to it. I give people a hard time now when I go home and they're like, it's cold. I'm like, you guys don't know cold. <laughs> <laughs> so I've toughened up a bit, a bit, but I will still sometimes use the excuse. I'll still, if I'm getting cold, then other people are like, you're in Michigan. You live in Michigan. I'm like, well, I'm still from Florida. I still, still have an excuse. <laughs> so six seasons in Detroit, as we mentioned, um, so what you know? What's that been like? Is there any any crazy stories? Any funny stuff happened to you? Or uh, you know, I, I trust that you're working a lot. I mean, we see you all the time <laughs> in videos and on Twitter, and you've got a lot going on. Yeah, there is a lot going on, but it, it's so much fun, and that that's what I love is that it's there's so many different things. Now, obviously, this year was a little bit of a challenge because the off season didn't look like it usually does. Usually, in the off season, I'd be traveling at least once a month. I'd be going to the Senior Bowl, the Combine, the owners' meetings, the draft, all that kind of fun stuff, and so it keeps me busy. And there's always something different to do. Uh, one of my favorite <laughs> funny stories from when I first started was um, it was my first week on the job and we had in a red eye flight home from a preseason game and one of the players I don't need I couldn't even tell you who it was because I was so new and still getting to know everybody's faces so I, I couldn't even tell you what player it was uh, but one of the players mistook me for a flight attendant because <laughs> they just weren't used to seeing women on the flight uh, on the flight and so I had to let them know that no I could not go get them a sandwich because I'm not attended. <laughs> uh, so that story always makes me laugh uh, but you know I, they've gotten used to seeing me around now they all know that I'm, I'm part of this team and that I've been around for this is my seventh season now which is crazy I can't believe that I've been doing this for this long but you know it, it's been a blast getting to know 
the players and their families. And that's, that's probably one of my favorite parts is, you know, when in the off season, when things are a little bit slower, being able to go and shoot features with uh, players and their families. Like we did something with uh, Marvin Jones Jr. Where we went to a soccer match with him last summer and just kind of did something that was like classic Detroit. We went to a DCFC game and, and did a little feature there with him because he loves soccer and he loves Spanish culture. And so we talked with him about that at that game. So those are the kinds of things that I really have a lot of fun with is just helping fans get to know players and who they are. Yeah, it's certainly uh, been my favorite part of the job is, is kind of getting to know the the human behind the helmet and just yeah. kind of understand, just understanding that, you know, they're just normal people like we are. They just happen to be, uh, you know, very good athletes. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of being athletic, uh, you played some football for a team called the Detroit Dark Angels, and you made some, you made a couple headlines not long ago. Uh, I think it was a good video of you chasing somebody down. Uh, how did you come to that, and is that something you want to continue to do after the pandemic? Well, I have not played in a few years now. I did do that my first two years here in Detroit. It was one of those things where, you know, I knew football coming in, but then when you are covering it every single day, you realize how much that you don't know. And I felt like for me to have the best understanding that I could of the game, it would be great to actually play it. Uh, But it wasn't really my idea. It kind of happened because I was at a a coaching clinic, which I I went to to kind of expand my football knowledge. And I'm sitting in the back kind of trying to be super discreet. Uh, It's all these high school coaches listening to college position coaches explain their schemes and stuff like that. So I'm sitting in the back trying to be super discreet. And uh, one of the high school coaches comes around and asks me if I play football. And I was like, no, I don't. I'm just here learning. And he asked me if I wanted to play. And I was like, well, I've never actually thought about it. but maybe. And so I looked them up afterwards and sure enough, they were legit. It was a semi-pro team. And I was like, you know what, I'll go check out one of their practices. So I gave him a call, told him that I was going to come to one of their practices. He said, great, bring a helmet and pads and cleats. And I was like, whoa, I was just going to come walk. I wasn't going to, he's like, no, 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 you'll be fine. Just bring all that stuff. So I'm scurrying around trying to get all this equipment. I've never played football before. And, you know, they kind of throw me into the fire, but it, it was so much fun. I learned so much and my teammates were so awesome. That was my favorite part of it was just getting to know the girls that I played with. And and it was so beneficial for me because I got to really understand the game on a deeper level. And uh, I played for two seasons. I played cornerback. I was not that good. I will say I was not like this crazy great football player, but it was a really great learning experience for me. And I love doing it. Any, any big game moments? Did you, did you pull up with an interception, game winner, anything like that? <laughs> no, no no interceptions, but my, my best moment probably, there's a clip of it online. It's like chasing a girl down from all the way across the field. And, you know, I was on the opposite side and, and she was about to have a touchdown. And I said, not today. <laughs> nice. Yeah. That, that, was yeah. that was fast. That was my strength. That was fast. Okay. Yeah. I saw that video. Yeah. You definitely went in. You definitely went in on her. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, well, I want to talk about the, uh, the, the current lions with you, but uh, first we got to take a quick break.
Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. All right, welcome back to Men Coverage. I'm here with Tori Petri of the Detroit Lions, and we're going to talk a little bit about what's going on with the Lions. Uh, obviously, Sunday did not go the way that anybody wanted it to go. Um, what do you what do you think mis- is missing from this team? The players seem to be uh, up, upbeat, if you will. I mean, they know that they know that there's a problem, but um, you know, what, what do you think is missing? Well, I think the obvious thing is that we just haven't seen them be able to finish and that that's just a problem that we've consistently watched happen over and over with the, all of these fourth quarter leads that they've had. Now this last one, you know, they were down far before the fourth quarter, but they did have 14 to three lead in the first quarter. And then the Packers went and scored 31 unanswered points. And coach Patricia has called it that he, his team can't ride the wave of the game. And, and maybe that's what it is. Maybe it is a mental thing where, you know, when, things start to get down that the team gets down that seemed to be how Patricia was describing it um but it has been perplexing as someone who covers the team and watches them to see this pattern uh so it's been tough they definitely need to figure out how to get more pressure on the quarterback that's been a consistent issue for them you know going back to 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 last season um they've got to find a way to make get more pressure on the quarterback. If they're not getting it with their defensive line, they've got to figure out some other ways uh, to make that happen because 
opposing quarterbacks are just having too much time to pick their defense apart. Uh, Obviously, injuries have not helped either. Last season, there were so many of them. This season, I think that we're seeing that's just going to be standard across the board for the league because of the way the ramp up for this season was. It's not just the Lions. We saw so many you know, top name players go down on Sunday. I mean, both my fantasy teams are wrecked because I had Saquon and McCaffrey in my two different <laughs> fantasy yeah. leagues. But, so that, but that's just an example of how uh, the injuries are, are, are going this year. And I think it's going to come down to teams that have good backups and, you know, the Lions had a hard time uh, these last couple of weeks with, with the injuries that they've had at the, at the secondary position. Obviously they feel like they've got a good player in Jeff Okuda. They wouldn't have drafted him, drafted him at number three if they didn't feel like that. But cornerback is such a hard position to learn in the NFL. And it's really tough to go out there in your very first game ever and go up against Aaron Rodgers, who's on, on a hot streak. So, you know, you can't expect him to play at an all pro level or anything like that. It's going to take some adjustments time and that's just that's just human that it takes that for rookie cornerbacks so you know I think that the the injuries have definitely hurt them Uh, those have just been unfortunate but I think that it's going to come down to this year teams that can can play in the face of injuries there's gonna be some football played this Sunday when the uh, Lions head out to Arizona what do you think that they uh, should be focused on and looking for in that game obviously Kyler Murray has has looked really good so far um what, what do you think the, the, the key task is going to be for them in Arizona? Well, I think it's going to be containing Kyler Murray. You can't let him get on the run with you. I mean, they gave up 259 rushing yards last week against the Packers. So I think stopping that run is going to be so important. Um, and also getting a little bit of pressure on him because if not, he's going to find DeAndre Hopkins, that nifty, you know, little tool in his offense that he got uh, as a gift this offseason in free agency. So, you know, uh, that is a tough, tough task for this defense. And we talked about that even going back into the offseason. We did a little poll on DetroitLions.com. What game are you looking forward to the most? And one of my, my answer was this game against the Arizona Cardinals because I really wanted to see a rematch from the tie that we saw last year in Arizona and I wanted to see a rematch and it looked like this defense was going to be better and the Cardinals offense was obviously going to be better with year two with Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury and now they have DeAndre Hopkins so I was really looking forward to that matchup but obviously from what we've seen from this defense in these first two weeks they've got to make some big changes in order to stop that high-powered Cardinals offense. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and they're going to have to get some some guys back, you know, especially Nick Williams and, and uh, you know, guys like that. And Julian Aquara, hopefully they can can fit him in somewhere and uh, they got to get a pass rush going. Uh, you can it's going to be hard to contain Kyler Murray, especially on his feet. So I guess we're going to we're going to see where that goes. Um, we are going to go through our patented lightning round. So far, we've had two. I don't know if I'd call them victims or not, but we've had two people go through our, our lightning round. That These are the same questions for everybody, except one. I change it up a little bit just to make it interesting. Do you think you're ready for this, Tori? I don't know, man. I should have done my research and uh, listened to the other one, so I knew it was coming. Okay. Some, are, some questions are football-related. Some are, like, entertainment-type related. Okay. Uh, all right. I'm a, I'll start us off. I know you're super busy, but what are you watching right now? What are you streaming? What do you got going on? 
What series are you in? I am rewatching Psych. I think that show is so funny, even though if you've seen one episode of Psych, you've seen all of them. But I think that they're hilarious and I laugh every time. So Psych is what I'm rewatching right now. You know, I still haven't watched that. My best oh, friend, he, he talks he talks about how great that show is. And now there's what there's a movie, right? There's, there more there's than a couple one movie? movies. Yeah, there's a couple there's movies. A couple I haven't watched the movies yet. Uh, I wanted to go back and rewatch the whole series before I watched the movies. But I am counting down the days until Shit's Creek is on Netflix. It comes out oh. at the beginning of October. Obviously, you mentioned the virtual Emmys. They cleaned up uh, on Sunday night at the virtual Emmys. And I have not watched the final season because it wasn't on Netflix yet. And I didn't have the subscription to watch it otherwise. So I'm watching it when it comes on Netflix. My wife is absolutely obsessed with that show. She loves it so much. I, I've definitely, I've tuned in here and there and I've liked what I've seen, but yeah, it is definitely uh, it's a funny show and she, she loves it so much. Um, Obviously, a lot of people love it. They won a lot of Emmys last night, as you mentioned. Yeah. If you can't tell, I'm into the short, sweet, funny comedies, like ones that are just like, cheer up your day, psych, Shit's Creek, uh, The Good Place, uh, Parks and Rec is my number one fave. Those are my types of shows. Did you see what the Tigers did the other day with the with the Parks and, <laughs> and uh, Rec? Uh, yes, thing? I definitely hated yeah. it because that was just... Oh, that got me. That hit me in the feels. Chris and yeah. Ann. It was so good. Yeah, that was awesome. That's a definitely one of our favorite shows as well. Um, all right. My next question. Uh, this one's a little hard for people. Who, who is your favorite football player ever? Now, you can, you can do multiple if you want. Um, nobody has actually narrowed it down to one yet. But who is your favorite <laughs> football player? Okay. Well, this isn't hard for me. But... I know a lot of people will take issue with this answer. It's is it Tim, Tim Tebow? It's Tim Tebow. <laughs> <laughs> it's Tim Tebow. I will say Tim Tebow, the college player, though. Tim Tebow, the college athlete. You just can't get better than that as a college football quarterback. So, Tim Tebow. That first year as a Broncos quarterback was pretty fun, though. <laughs> I, I will say that. <laughs> Uh, I knew that was coming. I don't know why. I just knew. That's too predictable. I may or may not have gotten a Tim Tebow plushie uh, as a a secret Santa gift one year that's sitting on my desk now. Oh, jeez. Okay. Uh, Backstreet Boys or NSYNC? Oh, I'm going to go NSYNC. Yeah, that's the way to go. The first two guys went with Backstreet Boys. NSYNC is is clear. The more talented group. Agreed. Uh, dogs or cats? Um, cats. cats? <laughs> I, know okay. that, I know that's an unpopular opinion. I love dogs. I have nothing against dogs. I have all the love for dogs, but I do have a cat of my own. His name is Rory, and I am obsessed with him. So, gotta go, cats. Uh, well, we had Kyle Mikey on last week, and you oh, know how he well, feels about cats. <laughs> of course, Mikey chose cats. So far, cats are in the lead. We've okay. had three shows, and two people pick cats. All right. <laughs> See, I'm too busy to have a dog. I travel too much. Yeah. Well, it's a normal year, not this year, but I travel too much, and I'm out of the house. You know, I, I just can't take the responsibility of a dog. So, cats are easy, they're self sufficient, and I love it. Right. Dogs are like children. You got to be around them all the time. (laughs) 
Uh, I got another hard one. What's what's your favorite movie? Ooh, okay. This is so cheesy of me, but it's Hairspray, which is like the Broadway musical made into like a musical movie with, you know, Zac Efron and John Travolta and all of that. I, I don't know why I got so hooked on that movie. To be honest, as a teenager, it was probably Zac Efron. But I just it's such a feel good movie to me. And we already talked about how I just like feel good things. But if it if it's not Hairspray, it's and this isn't a completely different genre. It's the Lord of the Rings series. So okay. I, mean, I can't pick a singular movie, but it would just be like all of the Lord of the Rings movies. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, I, like I, so, I, so on opposite ends of the spectrum. But yeah, they couldn't be any more different. <laughs> yeah, uh, are you a big musical fan? Do you sing? I do not sing. I don't sing, but for some reason, I really enjoy musicals. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I don't sing either, but I love Grease. I think it's the greatest musical ever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. All right. Now this is going to be a situational, uh, thing here. So let's see, how do I want to approach this? I'm going to put you at the 20 yard line. You've got 15 seconds left. No timeouts. What play are you running? You got to win the game. Current Lions. Oh, oh, current lines. Okay, okay. I was gonna current. say, what what are we working with? Are you giving me like all time NFL or, or current lions? Current lions. Uh, no, you know what? Let's let's do something different. Let's do something different with you. Uh, okay, you've got the uh, 2011 Denver Broncos. Tim Tebow's your quarterback. <laughs> Twenty seconds left. Uh, can I do a Tim Tebow jump pass? Because that's just that's classic <laughs> Tim Tebow. I feel like that's that's the way I'm going. Like Tim Tebow jump pass, like that just that hits me. That hits me hard. <laughs> okay, yeah, the Tim Tebow jump pass for the win. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so if you could be a pro athlete, what sport would you play? I mean, if it's if we're going based off of skill, it would probably be a swimmer. Um, I almost did, uh, you know, swim in college and I, I could have. But, you know, I think that that would probably be the sport that I would play if I could do any one that I wanted to, though. It would probably be figure skating. I am, have been obsessed with figure skating ever since I was a little kid. I had little figure skating outfits uh, n- never did I skate, mind you. I grew up in Florida. I never participated in any sort of organized figure skating. But when the Olympics were on every year, I would put on my little figure skating outfits, put socks on, and then slide around the tile in my parents' house and make up my own little figure skating routines. Have you tried to ice skate since you've been in Michigan? Yes, I can ice skate. Yes, I, I, I okay. do know how to ice skate. I am a competent skater, but... I could never do like all of the twists and turns and all that kind of fun no. stuff, but I'd like to think that I could. No triple axles anytime soon for Tori. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. Now this one, I think this is where it can get contentious. This is where people, you might get some hate mail for this one. <laughs> uh, what's your go-to pizza toppings? Oh goodness. I mean, I'm most certainly not a ham and pineapple gal. That's thank you. All right. Team Mike. Welcome to Team Mike. Yeah. Uh my pizza toppings would probably be first of all, 
I got to say it's going to be vegan cheese because I don't eat cheese. I'm a, I'm dairy free. So I do make plenty of pizzas, but I am a big fan of vegan cheese. So it's going to be vegan cheese, pepperoni, which I know is ironic because of the vegan cheese part. Uh, but then I'm going to put some fresh basil on there. I don't know if I can live without the cheese. Uh, so many great pizza places in Detroit, especially like Buddy's. I mean, they just load on the cheese. I know I, you know, this was a new development within the last like two, three years that I had to give up dairy and man, their Detroit style pizza, nothing beats it. Like I love Detroit style pizza so much. So I'm glad I at least got to experience that before I had to give up cheese. Um, but you know, I, I love me some, you know, I'm kind of a, a crunchy health, health nut type person. So, you know, that, that's, that's my vibe, but got to have the fresh basil. I have a basil plant here at my house and I have named it Jeff Basil's, which I think is (laughs) hilarious. Like I specifically made sure I wanted to inform all of your listeners of my hilarious basil name, Jeff Basil's. Sure. I, now I see a tree over the right uh, <laughs> shoulder. What's that tree's name? <laughs> uh, this tree actually doesn't have a name, unfortunately. Oh, okay. <laughs> this one over here is on the other side of me is named Bambino. Um, it's just a Bambino fiddly fig, so its name is Bambino. Oh, okay. <laughs> Not as creative, but at one point we had Mint Eastwood because I was growing mint. Oh, nice. And then I had Cilantro, which was named Cilantro, like Beyonce's sister, so... <laughs> nice. Well, I, I definitely am going to have to start naming my plants as well. Um, okay, so here we go. Nike or Adidas? Nike. Okay, you were the first person to pick Nike. So welcome to Team Mike again. All right. I'm definitely a Nike man all the way around. All right, so this is our last question. This is the big one. This is where discussions happen. Uh, our quarterback wins a real stat. No. Oh, perfect, perfect. Do you have do you, Do you have any uh, elaboration on that? Or because there's 22 players between offense and defense, it's not just the quarterback who determines the winner or the loss. So, quarterback wins. No, they're not a real stat. It seems so simple, yet I, I, yet so many people would argue that that they are real. It uh, it, it drives me absolutely bonkers. Um, if you follow me on Twitter, you'll see right in my Twitter bio that I write quarterback wins are not a real stat because this is my this is my fight. This is my you know when I put on that this is my fight song and I go on Twitter and I and I just. Uh, I, you know, this is the thing that I rally against. Yeah, it's like so. it's the hill that you are willing to die on. And I respect that. We all yeah. have to have a hill. We all have to have a hill. <laughs> yes. And I will die on this hill any day of the week. <laughs> um, I want to thank you for coming on again today, Tori. Uh, it's been a lot of fun and we're happy to have you uh, here in Detroit. Um, do you have anything you want to plug before we get out of here? Thank you so much, Mike. I appreciate it. I mean, I would just say uh, follow us on DetroitLions.com for all of our Lions coverage this year. You can follow me on Twitter at SportsTory. That's Tori with an I. Um, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at SportsTory. And just, you know, just come hang out. Come say hello. I love to, you know, meet you guys, chat, talk Lions. So let's do it. All right. Well, uh, for man coverage, I'm Mike Payton. This been this is Tori Petri, and have a good day. Thanks for listening.
Support for this show comes from Fundrise. Buy low, sell high. It's easy to say, hard to do. For example, high interest rates are crushing the real estate market right now. Demand is dropping and prices are falling, even for many of the best assets. It's no wonder the Fundrise flagship fund plans to go on a buying spree, expanding its billion-dollar real estate portfolio over the next few months. You can add the Fundrise flagship fund to your portfolio in just minutes and with as little as $10 by visiting fundrise.com fox. Carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the Fundrise flagship fund before investing. This and other information can be found in the fund's prospectus at fundrise.com flagship. This is a paid advertisement.